And by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage. Okay, so it's not like they're sitting out in the street. Breaking right now, a special counsel has been named to investigate Joe Biden's classified documents found in his home, new ones. People know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. Of course, they were totally sick. Okay, so it's not like they're sitting out in the street. They were in a locked garage along with his Corvette. He made that very clear. He also wants you to know, or he wants you to believe, that inflation is totally under control because wages are going up. <laughs> There's a little problem with that. You see, wages have actually been going down for 21 straight months or 91% of the Biden presidency. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. I am Trish Regan. Portions of today's show are brought to you by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in something like gold for the long haul or silver. So go take a look. Get your free investing guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Again, LegacyPMInvestments.com. So let's get to this little excerpt from Joe Biden. He had a press conference, of course, on Thursday. He wants to remind everyone that he does take these classified documents very, very seriously. Very seriously. Of course, he told us that over and over again ahead of the midterm elections back when he was, well, trying to point to Donald Trump and how could anybody, it was just unthinkable, unthinkable that anybody would have these documents in their home, except that now, oh, there's a new layer. You see, they did a search of his homes after discovering some classified documents. After finding all of those, you see, in his think tank office over at the University of Pennsylvania, which has been funded to the tune of some $54 million by the Chinese since 2014. In fact, most of that money has actually come since 2017 when Joe Biden had his name as the headliner on that think tank institute. Anyway, I digress because the headline here is they found more. They found more and it was at his home and it was in his garage next to his Corvette. And by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. (laughs) You know, I gotta say, for a guy who's been in public service for most of his life, he did manage to rake in a few bucks on that book deal, right? That book deal, which he actually came up with a very clever tax classification for himself so he could get out of paying a few extra bucks, some $50,000 he saved. Anyway, let me read from the transcript for you. Here's the quote. Biden said, I hope I get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier in the week, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? It's not like it's sitting out in the street, But anyway, (laughs) he goes on and the Fox reporter came in and said, what do you mean? It's sitting. It's sitting in a locked garage. And he went further. He said, yes, as well as my Corvette. So the president drives a Corvette and he keeps classified documents in the garage next to it, which apparently he locks because, you know, you got to protect that Corvette. Unbelievable, 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 especially given What we know about how the Democrats ran their campaign ahead of midterm elections in which they just pounced on Donald Trump because he had these classified documents, which, you know, look, I mean, you you can debate that all you want, but he was the president and he said he had the right to declassify them. This guy was the vice president. He certainly didn't have any right to declassify anything. So he had these documents in his home. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. And there's another layer to it, which I want to get to, which is this whole 
China angle, because, you know, we had a lot of concerns. Let's face it, a lot of them were shut down. And, you know, and I'm proud of you if you have subscribed to this podcast on Spotify or Apple iTunes. It's really important, by the way, that you you subscribe and that you get those automatic downloads. It's really important to the ability of this news to get out there. Anyway, they they insisted that, um, you know, this was such a big deal, yet he has all of this in his office there at UPenn, at the Biden Penn Center. Except that what I find so troubling, and I mentioned the $54 million, that's a lot of money that had come to the Biden Center. It actually went to UPenn. Most of it, however, went to the Biden Center after 2017. Like a good portion, some 20 some on million. And you just say like, what's going on? Like, why does the former vice president, who everybody knew was running for president, why does he get all that money from China? Why is an American university taking all this money from China, given all our concerns, intelligence concerns about the Chinese and the role they're playing in higher education and in international affairs? And now we've got a former vice president who wants to run for president getting lots and lots of money from them. I find this all very peculiar and it kind of is very reminiscent, if you would, of the Clinton Foundation. So I just throw that out there. I'll, I'll let you think about it. I'm not making any links or anything. I'm just saying it doesn't look good, right? It certainly sounds suspicious, which is why it is so important. And we just got the news just out that they are actually launching a full investigation, a full investigation, which is clearly so desperately needed. Attorney General Merrick. Garland, who's working really, really hard to make it look like he's not biased at all. Well, he just named Robert Hur, who's a former U.S. attorney during the Trump administration, as special counsel to examine the discovery of classified documents at President Biden's house. This is pretty important. Again, you know, he's got them at the house in the garage with the Corvette. So that's how you know it's all A-OK. President drives a Corvette. He keeps it under lock and key, and he keeps classified documents, which he had no right to have there alongside it. So, look, there's a lot of ramifications of all this. I'm troubled by the reality that they knew about this. And the president makes a big deal about how, you know, my lawyers knew this was a big, bad thing, effectively. I mean, he didn't say it like that, but they knew how serious this was. And so immediately, immediately they dealt with it. Well, not that immediately, And would we have ever known? I mean, it wasn't the the White House releasing this news. It somehow got leaked, which could make you wonder what the Democrats think of Biden. Did they leak it deliberately? And why didn't it come out? Oh, I think we know. Ahead of midterms. They knew six days ahead of the midterm election. Well, that would have been kind of disastrous, right? I mean, let's just be honest, because their whole campaign was built around, Donald Trump is so bad. He's so corrupt. He took all those classified documents. So it would kind of be a problem if the president had also taken documents from his time in the White House, right? That didn't really like work with the storyline. And it still doesn't work with the storyline. In fact, I don't know how Joe Biden can run again, given that we now know this. They want him coming up in 2024. He went on vacation. He had time to think while he was down in the Caribbean at some donor's house, and he decided he's going to run. He's going to run again in 2024. God help the economy if he were to ever get another four years. Anyway, that news came out. And what do you know? Just, you know, a few weeks later, this news comes out. So somebody knew 
potentially. Somebody doesn't want him in the Democrat Party to run again. And now they're going to have themselves a little quagmire because who are you going to get to run? Who else you got? Kamala? We know she's not electable. We know she doesn't like to work. I mean, heck, the woman still won't go to the border. He's got that going for him, right? He went down to El Paso, Texas for a little pit stop the other day. Promises he's going to fix He's going to fix this immigration issue. Well, they don't have anybody. Mayor Pete, I'm sorry, he can't keep the planes in the air. And then you've got uh, the guy out in California, right? Gavin Newsom, whose constituents all just want to leave and relocate to Texas or Florida because his taxes are so high and the cities there are a total disgusting mess. So they don't really have anybody. By the way, If they try to go with Buttigieg, if they try to go with Gavin Newsom, what happens to the wing of the party that says, wait a second, weren't you guys like all about diversity? Wasn't diversity the thing we had going for us? And now you're going to pass over the vice president, an African-American female? Really? I don't think that's going to do so well for them. So they have a little bit of a problem. But they're worried. They're worried, you see, because if the Republicans run, say, a DeSantis or if they run a Youngkin or you know, there's a whole bunch of people. Donald Trump is is in the running. It makes Biden's opportunity uh, seem quite small. I mean, especially against a DeSantis, DeSantis who can sit there and say, look, you know, I did the right thing in Florida. I didn't close down my whole economy. I actually made sure that kids still got to school and they're not mentally scarred because they had to wear masks for ever. <laughs> so he's got a lot to point to and he will point to it And I think voters are tired of this whole charade. And they're also tired of this economy, which I'm going to get to because we got some inflation news, which was, eh, look, we still got plenty of inflation. Although, don't tell Biden because, like, he's living in his la-la land where he actually thinks that prices are coming down and wages are going up and, you know, it's all going to be A-OK. Despite the fact that, well, let's see, wages have actually declined for 21 straight months. Um, Yeah. 21 months of decline in real wages, real wages being what wages are when you factor in inflation. And we got six and a half percent inflation numbers today. Core CPI was actually up. CPI is the consumer price index, which measures how much consumers are paying for goods and services. And a lot of times people like to look at what they call the core CPI because it takes out, strips out food and energy. And they say, okay, this is a more consistent gauge of what inflation is really doing. I think it's important to look at food and energy because, you know, these are things that people consume, but this just makes their argument worse. Because when you look at core CPI and you strip out the food and energy, guess what? We got real inflation because it went up three-tenths of a percent. CPI overall, the number fell 0.1, one-tenth of a percent in the month of December, thanks to a drop in gas prices and a small drop in food prices. I mean, eggs are still up nearly 40%. Go figure. So this is not exactly good. You get groceries up about 11%. You've got rents up 7.6%. And real wages, per the last employment report, were down 2.4%. But like I said, don't tell Biden. Listen to him here. And as inflation is coming down, take-home pay for workers is going up. Workers' wages are higher now than they were seven months ago, adjusted for inflation. (laughs) You know, I really think he needs some better economists. He really does. And by the way, while he's at it, maybe some better graphic designers because that whole, you know, lowering cost for family billboard behind him, it just didn't really work for me. Anyway, the truth is 21 months of declines in real wages. I just think that's pretty awful. 
Awful, 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 awful. And for him to pretend like this isn't really a thing, well, it's just like they kept pretending when they kept trying to tell us that inflation was just transitory. I mean, these people are absolutely high on something, but they don't understand reality and they don't understand economics. And they now have themselves in a very, very serious, serious problem. In fact, going back to these documents, I would just say that a lot of people are going to say, hey, we told you they were weaponizing the federal government. Look at how they went after Donald Trump. And this guy over here was doing the exact same thing, but maybe worse, because like we said, he was just vice president. He didn't have the power to declassify any of this stuff. And some of this stuff was being housed in a place that got a ton of Chinese funding. It just doesn't look good, right? Right? We need that investigation. We need to know everything. This time, we really do. But the economy, look, it's not good. The market, as I look at the market right now, look, the market I don't think has fully been able to appreciate how challenging a new economic slowdown will really be. You've seen layoff after layoff after layoff announcement. You've got all kinds of challenges as we move forward, given that the Fed wants to continue raising rates and wants to leave them there. So it wants to suck all this money out of the economy. Well, what are you supposed to do? They are going to destroy the purchasing power even more than they have of our U.S. dollars, which is why you got to diversify and you got to plan accordingly and you got to get a little bit more creative. You know what? You can't just buy stocks, tech stocks anymore and call it a day. You've got to think about other things, which is one of the reasons why I talk about something like precious metals. One of the great sponsors of this program is Legacy Precious Metals. You should go to their site, LegacyPMInvestments.com, because you can get a free investing guide. And you can also call them because they're very, very helpful in terms of guiding you and walking you through what might be an appropriate investment for you and also like how to do it, right? Because buying gold is not quite as easy as buying a share in a tech company. You can't just do it quite with the same uh, <laughs> speed, shall we say, or the same ease. And so this is why their expertise is really helpful. Their number is one 5890 You're welcome to use my name. Of course, they're my friends, and they will take very good care of you. one 866 forgive me, 1-866-589-0560. So do do that. Give them a ring and, and think about using something like gold in your portfolio in light of the challenges that we're going to continue to face here. That is just where we are. And before I let you go, I can't let you go without telling you a little bit about Rough Greens, of course. As always, another one of the great sponsors of this program for all dog lovers out there. If you have a pup, I know you're going to love this. Rough Greens, it's been taken off, by the way, as a company, just in such a tremendous way, which makes me really happy because its founder is a gentleman, former Army Ranger, by the name of Dr. Dennis Black, naturopathic doctor, and he he's committed. I mean, this is a guy who feels very passionately that we all need to be healthy and our dogs need to be healthy. And so he created this supplement. You know, you can use the regular food, but this is the stuff that really makes it come alive. If you add this supplement in, you get all the essential vitamins and minerals and the probiotics and the enzymes and all those good things that help your dog to have a happy life. I mean, my dog, he loves it. This is what makes the food taste really, really good. And I feel great knowing that he's healthy. So Dr. Black is on this mission and he shared this with me. And I am happy to share with you the news that you can get your first free trial bag at, by just going to 
roughgreens.com slash Trish. My name, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-R-U-F-F, you get it, roughgreens.com slash Trish. Go there and you will get your free bag of this wonderful supplement. I think you just pay for shipping. So well worth it. And uh, finally, before you go, I do also want to mention that uh, Disney is back in the hot seat here. This has been a very interesting stock to watch and it's been sad for me to watch because I loved Disney growing up. We used to have like an annual pilgrimage to Disney every single year. That was what our family did for vacation and they were great vacations. And of course, you know, Disney has had all kinds of problems in part because of the very treacherous environment that we live in right now in terms of the culture police and the wokeness that's surrounding that's surrounding the country. And so this makes it extremely difficult for a company like Disney. I had suggested that having Bob Iger back was helpful because, you know, maybe he could, he's pretty woke himself, but maybe he could stand up to this or at least lead the company through this in a better, more productive way. Well, Nelson Peltz, who runs Trion Fund Management, he's now involved and he's not exactly what you would call a liberal. He also is a capitalist, so he wants to see this company succeed because he's he's taken a stake in it. You see, anyway, he uh, he wants a, he's launched a, a proxy fight. He wants a seat on Disney's board, and this is just just one more headache, of course, for the CEO Bob Iger. Disney director Mark Parker would become the chairman, and the stock it actually climbed on the news today. Um, we saw on Thursday it traded up roughly about four percent. Because people are, one, excited that Bob Iger is back, but even more excited to have an activist like Peltz in there because he's, he's really committed, <laughs> speaking about commitment, he's committed to try and change things. He's launched a campaign called Restore the Magic. That would be great, right? Just restore the magic in Disney. As I said, it it was a great company, and we all want it to continue being a great company. It's an American icon, but... It's lost its way. So maybe somebody, a capitalist, a conservative, with a little common sense, can help lead it back from the brink, and everybody will make a little more money in the process. I'm for that. Anyway, it's always good to have all of you here. I appreciate you being here. If you have not signed up on Apple iTunes or on Spotify, I'd love for you to go over there and subscribe to the podcast and hit the automatic download thing. Like I said, it's really important because They measure these podcasts based on how many people subscribe and sign up. So I'd love it if you could do that. Give me five stars. (laughs) Subscribe to the channel on YouTube or on Rumble if you're watching on video. And I'll see you tomorrow.